Why don't you go ahead and do the intro? Sing our audience into the future. Salmon? Yeah. Okay. Don't actually sing, please. Um, (laughs) Welcome, welcome to the Third Wheel Podcast. I am joined by Caleb, and they call me Shaps. That is terrifying. Do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, welcome back. Today, I think Shaps is ready to guide us into the future, as I spoke earlier. Mm. So, let's hear it. Shaps, what you got planned for us today? Well, wait, hold on. He wants to do a joke again. Uh, whoopsie, I, whoopsie. <laughs> is it that I want to do a joke, or does the audience want to hear my joke? I think the audience has been clamoring to hear my joke. Mm. Uh, yeah. Here it is. No one's clamoring to hear mine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Okay. Let's hear. All right. Why are Catholics the best? at celebrating christmas why because they always keep christ in mass that was worth it way to go (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right here's mine this one's a personal story please take a ticket take up a stump Mm. gather around please listen oh hey found a stump Mm -hmm. all right so i'm sitting there with a co-worker and he's complaining and kind of venting about how he keeps applying for this job that, in my opinion, anyone can get into, right? It's like the easiest job to get in. Anyone who puts in an application gets in. He's like, man, I, I applied before, and I keep getting shot down. I was like, dang, that's weird. Yeah. Well, maybe that was a while ago. Go ahead and put, put in your application and get it done. And I think by now they're desperate enough to take people. And he's like, okay. So I take him to the little search thing, and I said, okay, go ahead and type in uh, application. He's like, how do you spell application? And I was like, and that's why he never got it. <laughs> like, that's why he can't even spell. I was like, oh, my gosh. I he probably took whatever test that they hand out to get in and nothing. So, wow. That was, yeah, that was eye opening for me. All right. That's Always learn how to spell. <laughs> yep. But I was like, that's like this. That's like an easy word, though. <laughs> that's not even a hard word to spell. I don't know. Maybe he's dyslexic. If he was dyslexic, him asking me to spell it for him wouldn't, shouldn't make a difference. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, if I said A, P, and P, he'd be. You know, looking at them backwards. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, anyway, all right, chaps, you had a topic for us today, and I'm, yeah, I'm excited yeah, yeah. for us. So, to kind of project the future, we will be talking about a little creature named Gojira. But before we get there, I think uh, just the topic of mythological or made up creatures is on is on the plate for today. So I thought of uh, a few interesting ones uh, mm. that we could discuss. The ones that you don't always hear about. <clears throat> so I'm going to go and start off with the first one. So wait, we're straying away from the other ones where it's like old myth- mythical gods, basically. We're yeah, so these those. are going to be like these little, like kind of like the creatures you don't really hear about a whole lot. There's one that's a little bit more well-known. I just don't think everyone knows his name. And if they knew his name, they'd be like, what? Let's start off with, uh, I believe this is Irish folklore. Okay. <clears throat> Have you heard of what a selkie is? Not at all. Okay. A selkie <laughs> is basically literally a discount mermaid, but huh. it's legitimately like what they, <laughs> it's a normal looking woman that can turn into a seal, not by just like magic. Like poof, they literally have a seal suit that they wrap around themselves and that turns them into a seal. I see. So there's there's a Goosebumps episode where the werewolf people like they don't turn to werewolves they mm-hmm. got to put the skin on yeah. and then it turns them into it like meshes with their skin that legitimately is what a selkie is I'm yeah. just like 
first of all, why one of the doofiest looking animals ever, you know, like, but second, just like, what a sucky power. Like, (laughs) you're born with just a suit. And if you lose it, legitimately in the story, she loses it. And like the guy takes it away from her and she can't turn into a seal. I'm like, that's a stupid power. <laughs> I don't know. What a dumb existence. You call the Avengers in. She's like, hold on, let me get my suit. Oh, crap. Oh, it's in the wash. <laughs> yeah, it's still the dry cleaners. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to look this up. A Selkie. A Selkie. Yeah, okay, yeah, hold yeah. on. There's actually a song about him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A really, good, a really, really cool one. Oh, it's actually cool. No, it's, okay. it's actually a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold on. Selkie. Let me see if I spelled that right. It's kind of spelled a little weird. Yeah, it's like weird. K-I-E, I think. Oh, no. So it's like seal key. <clears throat> a bunch of uh, women in white dresses. Yeah, apparently up. it's a clothing line apparent as, as well, but if you scroll down a little bit to like the Wikipedia. Here we go. Silky. Silkies are mythological creatures that can shapeshift between seal and human forms by removing or putting on their seal skin. Yep. They feature prominently in the oral traditions and mythology of various, and that's all as it goes where it cuts off and you got to click on the article. Oh, yeah. Okay, they can be friendly and helpful to humans, but they can also be dangerous and vengeful. Mm-hmm. They look kind of creepy. Yeah. So their their leg or their tail pattern is like a weird, look like suction cups. Yeah. And they're wrapped around this one dude who's just trying to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stop, stop, just leave me alone. Yeah. Silkies are often depicted as attractive and seductive in human form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Many stories involve Silkies having romantic or... <clears throat> intimate see? relationships. Yeah, no, I don't think I can. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes resulting in children, those poor kids. Yes. So the story that I, at least I read about, and the, okay, so the song is based off the story. The story is like this guy, this sailor, finds a selkie just like chilling on the beach. Yeah. And he's like, yo, you're hot. Be my wife. And she's like, nah. And then she leaves. And then he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm dedicating my life to this project. Because yeah, <laughs> what else do you do in the medieval ages, I guess? Yeah. Uh, and then, like, he waits for her to, sh- to show up again. Then he throws a net over her and takes away her suit. And then, like, forces her to be his wife. Then he has children with her. And, like, after, like, eight months or so, she's sad. And then she, like, gets the suit and, like, leaves her children and her, her husband. And then goes back to the sea. And then he's like, where did she go? And then the children are like, she went back to the sea. He's like, well... At least she's happy now. I'm like, what? <laughs> in the song, he literally dies at the end. He basically throws himself over the cliff to be with her. I'm like, that's a much better, that's a much better ending. Yeah, I was going like, to say. <laughs> it's like he's simping to the very end. <laughs> oh, but it. it was just a weird, weird, interesting take on the mermaid, I guess. Yeah, like, I say silkies can also be coursed or tricked into marrying humans. Yep. Usually by someone who steals and hides their seal skin. So I picture she's like, no, I'm not interested. And then she's like, but I'm going to leave this here. Don't touch it. <laughs> Don't touch it. <laughs> like, like, you know, swims away. <laughs> and then he's like. Hmm. <laughs> she didn't say I couldn't hide it. Yeah. Back then the Wikipedia page didn't exist on Silky. So he couldn't like go back and be like, ha ha. <laughs> he, yeah. He like kept it in a chest upstairs. I'm like, she didn't for six months. She, well, I, I think it had to be longer. She had children. So it must have been years. Yeah. Uh, just like, <laughs> you know, I'm just not happy anymore. <laughs> You've changed. <laughs> I want to know what they do with these seal things though. What do you mean? Like what? Why did they turn into seals? No, not, legitimately, you know. they just put on the suit and I know, they become but, a seal. But why? <laughs> they just do. <laughs> That's what's weird. <laughs> Let's see. Such marriages, okay, that like you were talking about, are often unhappy as the selkie always longs for the sea and may mm-hmm. eventually escape if they find their skin. Yep. So they can only escape if they find their seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, they are screwed if they lose that Yeah. Thing. 
Nice little sections here. Mm-hmm. Binding rules and sinful origin. Ooh. Oh, my. They could turn human every so often when the conditions of the tides were correct, but oral storytellers disagreed as to the time interval. So they're not arguing whether or not they existed. They're arguing about the time frame. <laughs> Just to be clear. All right, we all agree. They're real, but... <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the, uh, those Irish guys or Scottish guys or whoever, they are longing for this relationship. I know. <laughs> yeah. they, they will get it with the seal women. <laughs> Okay, oh, let me see here. There's usually a section of Wikipedia for powers. <laughs> powers. <laughs> Hold on now. Here we go. I'm looking. Irish folklore. The mermaid and Irish folklore, essentially. So, yeah. The, yeah. If you're Irish, you don't have mermaids. You have seal women. Sucks to be Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the Irish have a bunch of other really cool stuff. That oh, yeah. They have the Balor, which is a really cool beast. Okay, hold on. Scottish poet George Mackley Brown wrote a modern prose version of the story entitled Sealskin. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're they're shown in popular culture. Let me see. Nothing I've seen. There's a Australian movie called Silkie. Mm. Ondine, a 2009 Irish film. Okay, cool. Woman's caught in a fishing net. It's believed to be a Silkie. So they never say it. They just allude to it. Right. Yeah. If you've seen copyright by the Irish yeah. government, <laughs> if you've seen Song of the Sea, you've seen a silky before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, hold on a second. Mm. Irish animated film, okay. That's Song of the Sea, but a young boy discovers his mute sister is a silky who must find her voice and free the fairy creatures from the Celtic goddess Maka. Sounds like something you'd order at uh, Starbucks. Nice. <laughs> All right, I don't see anything modern here, I don't see anything about power. So, yeah, we haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, because scientists don't dispute their existence. They, they dispute what time frame. They're God, no, that's up for debate. Yeah. But like Selkie, dude, I don't believe in God, but I believe in the seal women. My wife has always wanted to go to the sea. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm gonna ask my girlfriend. If she's a Selkie. Honestly, she, she has to be honest because I'm gonna make up a. a I'm going to make up something for Wikipedia where they can't lie. (laughs) (laughs) I read all about you, Silky. You can't lie. If you pour salt on the ground, that makes you anxious. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the next one? (laughs) Number two, uh, do you know what a yokai is? I do not. A yokai are Japanese demons, essentially. But I don't believe the Japanese really believe in, like, any particular, like, monotheistic god or, Mm. like, multiple. I think they all you really hear about is just, like, their demons. Yeah. So what they do is, for folklore, they kind of use the yokai to sort of think of, like, kids' stories that scare kids into, you know, being disciplined for adults. Yeah. And also kids, I suppose. Mm. Uh, So that's what basically most yokai are based around. Uh, So, like... There's one where, like, um, if you don't take care of your elderly, and, like, apparently a tradition was to abandon, uh, like, your elders. So, like, your grandma, for instance, you would take her to the woods and leave her there. But she would actually turn into a yokai because of that, like a Mm -hmm. demon who would, like, haunt you, essentially. There was one that was called the Akonami. Akonami? Akonami. Akonami. Oh, no, I've been cursed. (laughs) This is subtitled The Bathroom Monster. How do you spell that? A K A N A M E. Seriously, it looks like economy. Economy yokai. Okay, there you go. The bathroom monster. You may meet him in the dark in your bathroom or in your toilet if they are too filthy. You can even attack humans that are seriously lacking in hygiene. So, in this picture, I see of a economy yokai. He's 
Okay, the picture a bathroom where the guy's waiting for you and he hands you a paper towel. Okay. <laughs> yes. However, there's one in this picture. It's the same spot where that guy would stand, except this y- yokai Akaname is peeking around the corner. <laughs> he's, like, he's like looking at you. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. so a yokai in general, that's supposed to be like somebody that was mistreated in life and not, now they're hunting. Not not always. Yokai are just like demons, but there are some people who can become yokai under the right circumstances. Okay. So it's really just about keeping people disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like making sure that your house is in order, making sure that you have honor in your life. And if you have dishonor in your life, that's when yokai usually attack you. Typically mean spirited, but it's an attempt to, again, bring honor back to your household. So they're very keen on making sure that you're very well disciplined, your family's disciplined. And if they're not, then yeah, stuff gets weird. <laughs> if you don't be good, you're going to be a yokai. <laughs> Yokai's going to come after you. Honestly. <laughs> so do you ever play Phasmophobia? You ever that uh, game before? I've seen footage of it, yeah. Yeah, so one of the thing, one of the ghosts that you can determine is is, is a yokai. Okay, it's really interesting because like every map is in a American mm-hmm. white person's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and then it's just like, can you imagine you're a modern American family? You know what I mean? No, no, nobody's a different race in your house, right. and then a yokai just comes in it's and just starts, just starts messing with your house. Oh. <laughs> like, why? I'd be so pissed off. Actually, Japanese ghosts are probably like the scariest ghosts in all folklore. They're just, they're so freaking messed up. But yokai, there's so many of them. Like, that's their whole religion. I wouldn't say that's a big part of like Japanese religion. It's just like all these different yokai for all these different purposes. And it's kind of a rabbit hole you can fall into. Just like all these different, like very creative, like weird uh, consequences essentially mm-hmm. for everyday things. Like littering. I'm pretty sure there's one for littering. Like yeah. it's that kind of stuff. Hmm. So it's cautionary tales, I suppose. But I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you I think it's called Yami Shibai. It's a Japanese anime, mm-hmm. which of course I guess all anime is Japanese, but yeah, don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be the guy where everything's anime. I watch SpongeBob. That's my favorite <laughs> anime. <laughs> I hate those people. But but there's a um it's called Yami Shibai. It's ghost stories, and I can think of it's not all good. Some of it kind of sucks, but sure. there's a bunch where it's really good. I think probably a lot of it was probably yokai. I just wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense for a lot of stories in it. So I'm not good with names and stuff. But there's one story of um, basically I, I I don't remember the title or names of the story, but basically it was a samurai who um, pledged. Essentially, it was a very very big deal if a samurai breaks his oath. Mm. Like very big deal. Oh yeah, I say you deserve to be a yokai. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what happened was, uh, this wife, his wife was dying, and he basically swore to her, "I'm never going to marry again." She's like, "Don't swear that because I know you're never going to fall in love again. Like, don't let me hold you back." He's like, "No, I swear to you, I'm never going to love or marry again." <clears throat> and like within a year, <laughs> he's like, "Man, you know the the baker's daughter, right?" <laughs> Looking very uh, fine. <laughs> cer- certainly. So they get married, right? Yeah. And then after a while, um, essentially the ghost of the first wife like stalks. Uh, <laughs> but she house. left him, right? No, she died. Okay, died. And okay, so okay. she stalks the house. Gotcha. And then she's like spooking. She's spooking to the new wife, right? The new the new wife. <laughs> and then like the samurai, he's like stupid woman. Like there's no such thing as ghosties. And then he's like, uh, I'm gonna leave two of my best men here. And um, I'm going to go off to war and just, you know, I'll, I'll come back. You know, you'll be fine. And then sure enough, as soon as he leaves, I believe, like, <laughs> the old wife, like, literally takes the head off of the new wife. Like, leaves it on the bed or something. And then, like, blinds the two guards. And they, like, 
when the samurai comes back, he meets his old wife who presumably kills him after that or just leaves him to die. And she's basically like, you dishonorable samurai, you. I'm just like, gosh darn it, man. Like, wasn't that hard. Like, mm-hmm. all you had to do is say, no. like, I'm not. I had to do is move on. You didn't have to be all honorable to someone who's going to die in five seconds. Just like admit it, you're a man. I'm going to marry again. Yeah. She was even telling you that, right? Yeah. So lots of fun stories like that. The third, this is a little interesting of a subject because there's a lot of people who still believe this today. I was going to say, don't move on to the next one because I looked up the economy on oh, Wikipedia yeah, yeah, yeah. and I got some stories for this one. What powers is he? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? You're not ready for this power. Go for no, it. No, so the, these beings presumably. This is before we even start the Wikipedia page. <laughs> this is like I don't know. This this line is so out of place in the Wikipedia article. It's like at the top. Yeah. It's like the name and then right underneath it. These, Controversy. <laughs> these beings presumably lick the filth and scum that's collected in bathtubs and bathrooms. Oh, they're useful then. Yeah, I must say so. I wish I had a yokai in my bathroom. He'd just clean up after me. He's like, I, he just pops up from my, are you done, master? <laughs> yes, yes. You know I'm hungry. Yes. We know, Gerald, we know. He's like, did you did you get any lactose intolerance today? Because that's my favorite. I've been very tolerant, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hold on, let's see. Yeah. So the word aka. Because, you know, the akaname, mm-hmm. aka refers to dead skin on a person's body. Mm. Alongside the dirt, grime, or sweat that may be scrubbed or washed off. Yes. The aka can also refer to scum that accumulates at the bathhouse as a result, including perhaps mildew. Mm. Okay, so the mil- mildew as well. Like, if your place is like, if you have a really steamy shower, like, he's like ready to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it says he attacks people. So, like, I want to see where, like, yeah, what, what causes him to attack someone. Well, let's get there and let's see. There's speculation whether aka alludes to impurities or defilements of the soul mm. or negative thoughts known in Buddhism. And the yokai may serve as a warning not to be so, so preoccupied with such thoughts and to be derelict in the chores of cleansing the bath of such filth. Another speculation is a possible connection to the sacred water as offering in Buddhism, <clears throat> used as offering in Buddhism, mm-hmm. known as Akka, water or Sanskrit. Hmm. So, all right, in the Edo period, let's see. Well, it doesn't really say. Hmm. Uh, in literature about yokai from the periods of Shawa, Heisei, and beyond, Akaname and Akenbury were interpreted the same way as above. These interpretations state that the Akaname is a yokai that lives in old bathhouses and dilap- dilapidated buildings that would sneak into places at night when people are asleep, using its long tongue to lick the filth and grime sticking to bath places and bathtubs. It does not do anything other than lick filth, but since yokai were considered unsettling to encounter, it's that the people worked hard to ensure the bath places and bathtubs were <laughs> washed clean Wait so the economy wouldn't come. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that is such a difference in our culture. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd welcome the economy yokai in here. I'd be like, <laughs> oh no, he's cleaning my bathroom. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the idea is that it'd be very dishonorable to know that a yokai has to clean your bathroom and you yeah. can't even clean your own. That's right. probably the idea. But yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like it's it's the same way that people say don't leave that out you'll attract ants yeah. <laughs> he'll probably eat the ants yeah yeah i say it's like you're not it's not the ants i'm worried like we get a japanese guy on our show and he's like is your bathroom clean i was like why don't worry about it. we don't have ants here and he's like it's not the ants <laughs> you look over and you're like, oh no Ugh. well that's jerry over there yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean jerry no jerry's cool he cleans the bathroom for me <laughs> he's on the podcast now yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so yeah. Oh gosh, that's funny. That is pretty funny. So it's like, <laughs> it's not the dang ants, it's the yokai it's I'm the worried yokai. about. <laughs> of course, particularly the kaname variety. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there are some yokai that will just straight up murder or mutilate you, but like there's yeah. some that are just like they're just chilling. Can you imagine? I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of other yokai that you just don't, you know, in J- in Japan, you don't want them in your house, right? Sure. So it's like you got the Akaname and you got all these other ones that mm-hmm. are like, this one will lick your bathroom clean. This one will sleep in your bed. This one will hide under your bed and listen to you sleep. <laughs> this one hides in your closet. And you're like, why do you have so many yokai in your house? <laughs> I'm lazy, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh, got laid off, you know? Yeah. Uh, there is one, I forgot the name. It's a very famous one that's literally just an umbrella. Mm-hmm. With a human eye and one foot, one human foot. That and is it, terrifying. It, <laughs> it doesn't apparently it doesn't do much. It just tricks you. Mm-hmm. Like it just does. Like it pulls practical jokes and stuff. But like, I, and there's no. And apparently, what I looked up, there's no way to like summon it or just no. It just appears. Yeah. And people are just scared of it. But like, legitimately, all it does is just pull pranks and stuff, mm-hmm. and just bounces around all day. I'm like. Man, I kind of don't. You kind of want to live in a world where there's just like. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> I think uh, I think I think the option to end it sooner would have been <laughs> a lot more viable. Had I noticed all these things, okay, running around, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would have been happy. <laughs> like God, yeah. You know, I love I love you, love the world you create. But what was with like? Yeah, what's up with all these yokai running around? <laughs> I'm just I'm not a fan. Like I thought I grabbed my umbrella today, and it turns out no. <laughs> Oh, here they're called. They're called um, uh, Caracasa. All right, hold on. I'm pulling this one up. Caracasa. You're going to have to spell this one for me. So it's K-A-R-A-K-A-S-A. Caracasa. Let's see here. Casa Obaki? Uh, it might be. Does okay. it have like a weird eye? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I like this picture. Oh, look. They got a figure of the Casa Obaki from the 1968 film. Ooh. Yokai monsters, one hundred monsters. So <laughs> someone did a movie with the hundred monsters. I bet. All right, I guess we're watching that later. Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> All right, so picture a long leg like you see in a Christmas story. Okay, but then it, <laughs> con- it connects to an umbrella <laughs> yep. with an eyeball. <laughs> yeah, I don't see a face or anything. Although uh, this picture says it's a two-legged Casa Obaki, so this picture has two legs. These are the ones I usually see. Yeah. Okay. So those actually look creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real mouth on this one. They don't really do. Again, they don't really. They emphasize that they don't really do much. They just pull pranks and stuff. They are generally umbrellas with one eye and jump around with one leg, but sometimes they have two arms or two eyes, among other features. They also sometimes are depicted to have a long tongue. Sometimes, but rarely, they even have two feet, as depicted in the yokai imaki. Okay, so if you're really, really lucky, Casa Obaki, you have two legs. <laughs> but why? Why be born with such privilege? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine one of these things hopping at you and you're like, oh no, I'm just going to walk away because he can't walk as fast as me because he has one leg instead of two. It's like, oh, drat foiled again. Yeah, then like he whistles and then one with two legs just starts stumbling after you. Oh, <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> Oh so, my gosh! So let's see here. I don't think he has any powers. Well, I don't know what his powers are. He has something he can do. I think. Let's see. In the Muromachi period, 
Yokai that appeared as umbrellas could be seen, but in this Amaki, it was a humanoid that merely had an umbrella on its head and thus had a different appearance than that resembling a Kaso Obaki. So the old racist Kaso Obakis, <laughs> <laughs> they were just people with umbrellas on. Uh, okay, they weren't representative of the true Yokai <laughs> Kaso Obakis. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The Kasabaki that took on an appearance with one eye and one foot was seen from the Edo period and onward. So as they adapted, they were like, okay, we don't look dumb enough. We need to be a living umbrella. <laughs> it's like, we need to get with the times, Yeah, man. he's like, what we're doing, they had a meeting, what we're doing isn't working, all right? <laughs> and he starts yelling at the economy, stop licking my toilet. <laughs> we're having a serious meeting. So am I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Let's see. In the Obaki Karuta made from the Edo period to the Taisho period, Kaso Obaki with one foot could often be seen. I wonder what that looked like at the next meeting where some of them actually showed up with just one leg and like, what are you doing? It's the new thing. <laughs> yeah, you're a disgrace to our, to our spirits. To our species. No, they're not real shafts. <laughs> what? What? No? No, no, no. We've, we've already decided yeah. they existed. We just don't scientists know what time. Have been, <laughs> scientists aren't arguing whether they're real. They're arguing what time period what they time existed period? in. <laughs> Oh, hold on. Kaso Obaki was depicted under the name One-Footed from Sagizaka. Huh. Among the many non-living or still object yokai depicted in the Hiyaki, Yagyo, Emaki, only the umbrella yokai can be seen to have remained well-known even after the Edo period. Mm. So during each period of change here, the yokai... Umbrella people persevered. <laughs> so wait, it's kind of there's just like a, a new patch every period, and like a lot of yokai just like phase out of it. They get they, they weren't popular enough anymore. But these 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 endured. These guys, these suckers. Well, they, these guys had to adapt to stay relevant, so they were like, <laughs> okay, we need to ditch one of these legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's like just, it's like figuring out like what new uh, burger to make or something. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's really bold. <laughs> Instead of like, I want two patties on this burger. We're, we're going to call this a McDouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't. And then the Johnny's speaking crazy again. <laughs> no, he's revolutionary. <laughs> we got to lose one of our legs. <laughs> oh, that's excited. great. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. They, have, they frequently appear in legends and caricatures. As opposed to how they are, a yokai that is usually unusually well-known, they do not appear in any eyewitness stories in folklore at all. So no one's actually seen them? Is that what they're saying? Oh, wow. It is not clear what kind of yokai they are. Literature about them are not accompanied by folk tales, and thus they are considered to be a yokai that appear only in made-up stories or exist only in pictures. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you can only, I guess you can only take pictures of them. So... Oh, that's disappointing. They're just legit made up. <laughs> Dang it, we had us going. Scientists agree that <laughs> these do not exist. Yeah, they all freaking scientists. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I almost believed in the higher being again. <laughs> wow. One possibility is that when 
Okay, this guy's got a really long Japanese name. Is that when so-and-so became popular in the Edo period, the storytellers were requested to tell new stories about yokai that were not yet known throughout society. Mm. And thus, they were yokai created by individuals. And some man was like, we're out of ghost stories to tell. He needs you to make one up. Uh, wait, put a googly eye on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. No, the guy's like, I need an idea. And then one guy comes in. For some reason, he was hopping in, and he put his umbrella down. <laughs> But that's so weird because they truly believe in other yokai. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they they believe in the toilet one. <laughs> Maybe someone cleaned someone's toilet for them, and then they came back in. Oh, my gosh, the yokai. <laughs> demon. <laughs> yeah, the demon people. <laughs> um, there is one more that's actually really, really creepy. Um, and this is your third one, or is there another one that add on to the... There's another one after that. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome. I want to hear more. This one is a... Umibuza? Hold on a sec. Umibuza. How do you type this? Uh, U-M-I-B-O-Z-U. Or Umibuzu. That is beautiful. <laughs> so this one's actually really scary. This is, okay, so the picture is actually really creepy. Yeah. So go ahead. These creatures essentially um, think of like the Kraken, you know, like a mythological just like sea creature that makes sailors go missing. Mm-hmm. These guys... <laughs> are like colossal humanoid beings that are completely covered in shadow, like huge, like enormous, Mm. um, like kaiju-sized, that just either will stare at you from a distance or will just straight up just destroy your ship for no reason. But like they stalk you too in the sea, like the middle of the sea where it's like, you know, usually in storms, I believe, where it's like completely hard to make out. You're really hard to make out what's going on. just like... Gosh, that kind of stuff, you know, is really scary, you know, like the unknown, just like yeah. in the sea specifically, you know, like for there to be um, just like a creepy dude poking out, <laughs> a creepy dude poking out, but almost like, um, <clears throat> you know, like uh, Cthulhu, for instance, you know, right. just like these colossal beings that just you would, there's no way they could hide. Yeah. Um, you know, but like they somehow managed to. Um, it's really cool. But, I don't, uh, don't want to be a weeb. Mm. Like a weeaboo, okay. the people obsessed with Japanese stuff, like yeah. they're nerds. Yeah. But this one almost makes me want to be a weeb. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like this is really this creepy. Is the, this is the coolest one I know. This is terrifying. Because <laughs> like in the picture I'm looking at, it's yeah. literally a, a humanoid shadow, mm-hmm. but the shadows, the eyes open up. Yep. And I'm just picturing like you're you're sailing, and then this dude pops up and just opens his eyes and like. Hello? <laughs> like, <laughs> and they just, you know, everyone has a fear of being like watched or like looked yeah. at, you know, if like mm-hmm. something unknown. Like, that's what it does. <laughs> yeah. so you know the thing you're scared of? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing though, is like people are already scared of underwater. Oh, yeah. Like me especially, like, because there's mm-hmm. so much underwater that's just unknown and you don't know. Yeah. And this this plays into those fears like oh, one billion yeah. percent where this just giant silhouette with eyeballs just looks at you and it shows up in a storm where you're already so vulnerable yeah like you're already scared about <laughs> falling over into the water yeah and then boom <laughs> and this I feel dude. like yeah I feel like if this thing showed up you know when Jesus is rocking the boat in the storm you'd be like okay you know what like let's uh let's park the boat all the way over there <laughs> I forgot I made this thing <laughs> yeah oh hold on let's mm. see here okay. Little is known of the origin of the umibozu. I probably said it wrong. I apologize to all our Japanese all viewers. And all, and all our Japanese <laughs> audience, I apologize in advance, right? <laughs> but let's see. It has a mythical sea it is a mythical sea spirit creature and as such has multiple sightings throughout Japan. Normally Umibozu appears 
to sailors on calm seas, which could quickly turn tumultuous. It either breaks the ship on emergence or demands a bucket or barrel from the sailors and proceeds to drown them. Whoa. The only safe way to escape in Umi Bozu is to give it a bottomless barrel and sail away while it is confused. <laughs> that's kind of cool. That, <laughs> that is, but what does a bottomless barrel look like? Well, no, I think that's the idea is that it's not an actual bottomless barrel, but it confuses them into so thinking it is. A, a barrel that's got the hole cut out from under it, maybe? That or maybe a, bol- um, a barrel that looks like it's bottomless. Hmm. Interesting. Well, so what does that look like, though? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Interesting. All right. Let's see. So that's just the first paragraph. Concept. They appear and disappear in the oceans, often at night. It is thought that they would suddenly disappear. Sorry. Suddenly. Make sure I did screen that. I did. Okay. Suddenly appear on what was previously a calm sea surface as a giant black bozu head and destroys ships. They are often a few meters to a few tens of meters in length. They are seen as quite large, but they're also tales about relatively small ones. Oh. I wonder what it is. So they come in different sizes. I, so I'm picturing the thing, for the kid from Ring. Is that the movie? With the, the, the pale kid that crawls around everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's Ring. So I'm picturing the kid from Ring. Or, or Grudge. Gr- yeah, that's probably yeah, it. Grudge, that's probably yeah. it, Grudge. I'm picturing the kid from Grudge mm-hmm. just like full black. Full yeah. black with just eyes popping out at you. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's where it kind of got the inspiration for the design. So the Grudge is it actually a Japanese-based monster. Yokai? Yeah. So it's a yokai. I don't know if it's a yokai, but like it's based off a Japanese ghost. Okay. At least. So I'm just showing my ignorance here. I have no clue. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, these... So, gosh, these things are so scary because like... Yeah, they can be like I guess normal size or just colossal, and like they they have some sort of sentience, but like not intelligence. You're right. There are often many tales that seem to be about hallucinations, and often the difference between them is not clear. They would mm-hmm. say, "Lend me a ladle," and so okay, so they talk. Oh. I, okay, so going off the creepy design, I'm kind of going with the King Ramses from Courage the Cowardly Dog vibe. Oh yeah, lend me a ladle. And sometimes the funerary, funerai, funayuri, sorry, that come to sink ships are considered the same as Yumi Bozu. However, unlike the funayuri, who come with stormy weather, Umi Bozu sometimes appear at seas with no abnormalities. And in this case, once the Umi Bozu is seen, the weather would start getting stormy. So when you see it, you're like, oh, oh is wow. that is that what I think it is? And, and then, then the, yeah, the, the, the boat starts rocking. And then the boss around. music starts. <laughs> <laughs> you see the health bar in the yeah, sky. Oh, no. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I've heard tale of such a legend. Demander of barrels. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Somebody get the bottomless barrel. <laughs> what does that mean? Just get it. <laughs> Our life depends on it. <laughs> So it's pointed out these could be things that do exist but were misinterpreted. Some examples of things that could have been misinterpreted include sea organisms, uh, cumulonimbus clouds, big waves, and other natural phenomena. So they're saying that right. they, you know, we could have seen something. Well, the that creepy we didn't thing about see. these as well is that these are things that you could probably. I mean, you know how the human's eyes work. Human eyes work. You know, they play tricks on you. The brain right. plays tricks on you. These are some things that you could probably actually see. If you're out to sea, you know, like, and you're thinking about them, and uh, you know, your mind plays a trick on you, you could yeah. probably actually see this thing. Like an actual mirage? Yeah, I yeah. Think an actual like, mirage. Or yeah. like a real, like, oh my god, I saw that. And yeah, exactly. You, you, did, you didn't really, but you thought, mm. you know, it looks like it. Yeah, exactly. Especially if the sea is getting dark. Right. Um, and there's something to say about its simplistic design. Mm. Like, just, 
unsettling simplicity. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like there's already a fear of the unknown in the water specifically. So it's just like, look, (laughs) something that plays into my fears. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Yumi Bozu would often come in swarms as naked Bozu-like beings and attack ships. They would do things such as cling onto the hole and skull as well as put out the basket fire. I'm confused. Do they help or do they not help? They come in swarms. They come in swarms, (laughs) right? But then they put out your fire and then they like and then they sink your ship so i'm like what are we well, doing well that's 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 yokai to a t sometimes they're helpful sometimes they're not but like or both <laughs> i guess that's it's like you can't put out the, you can't sink this ship fire because i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah, so they would do things such as cling onto the hole read that part sorry let's see oh it is said they would sometimes let out a voice saying yeah yeah while swimming and when they hit the the skull they would let out shrieks of Ay, ta, ta. their weakness is tobacco smoke Hmm. It said that is one if one is unlucky enough to encounter one, having one of those ready can lead to being saved. <laughs> huh. C- can you imagine one of these things climbing up to you ready to fight and you're mm-hmm. like, you gotta be cool. You gotta keep your calm and you're right. cool. And you put a cigarette in, you light it <laughs> and you blow smoke its way and he's like, ah. Hey, false. <laughs> yeah, that's like how cool would you be? That would be really it's, cool. You know, it's like everybody get your cigars out. <laughs> you know. So that's I like awesome. that. It's like uh, the one guy that never took up smoking. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't smoke. Oh, God, he quick, wants me. Yeah, quick, take the palm malls. You know, maybe it's almost like, um, you know how octopus, octopi, they, um, they'll grab onto humans and they'll suffocate them, but it's not because they're malicious. It's because they're trying to learn about them, you know, and they're just kind of like, they're legitimately like not trying to kill humans. They just don't know any better. Mm. Maybe it's the same situation, you know, like they don't really know that they're hurting people. They're just like existing. They really like buckets too. They really love so those they, they don't know. They don't understand buckets, and maybe that's why they're confused when it appears to be bottomless. Well, isn't it kind of like one of those? You know, like it's when you find a glitch in a game that just sort of works. You don't know how people found it. Like, yeah, maybe it's unexplainable why that actually freaks them out, or that why that confuses them. Right, which just alludes more to the mystery, which is really cool. You know, actually, you might have a point. So when I'm reading bottomless bucket, I don't know what that means. I'm thinking like an endless bucket, but maybe that's not what it's... Maybe like you actually do have to cut the bucket out, the bottom out of it, Mm -hmm. or the barrel, cut the bottom out of it, and you give it to them, and they're just curious about it, and they're just he's just looking at it. (laughs) You know, he's like, what? So it's almost like a tube that he's like, he just doesn't understand what a tube is. Or they leave it, they leave the bottom there, because if you're looking at a bucket at night with a storm, you know, it's kind of hard to see the bottom of the the bucket. Yeah. It's going to be black, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe by looking at it, there's almost like looking at themselves, you know, like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, they've probably have never seen a mirror, but if you give them a mirror, they're like, oh, they, yeah, I don't know. I they're thought like, I was Whoa. a mirage. <laughs> so, yeah, that does sound pretty legit, though. Man. Yeah, I don't know. So now I'm thinking to myself, let's see, Umi Bozu. So that's pulled up. Let me see. In the Tohoku region, Tohoku region, there's a custom of sacrificing to the deities the first fish caught when fishing. It is said that if this is not followed, an Umibozu would appear and destroy the boat and kidnap the boat owner. Where do you think he'd take them? Where is he them? <laughs> yeah, where's he bringing them to? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's Slenderman logic right there. <laughs> it almost makes me want to go to the Tohoku region and be like, I caught my first fish. I'm going to not sacrifice it. And then just like sit there and wait. And I got my tick, my camera. Uh, <laughs> TikTok that's, live. That sounds like a classic B-horror movie right there. Set up. <laughs> 
That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I could yeah. make that could be like a good short film. Yeah, you probably. know what I mean. I think that'd be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if it's like modern day. Yeah, they're like, hey, let's just like piss on some sort of culture, you know? Like, yeah, because there's a thing going on where Americans are going to Japan just to get arrested, just to harass people. Like right. that could be a, a short film kind mm-hmm. of parodying those types of people. Yeah, then they actually piss off a deity. Ooh, yokai who start like taking like avenging or taking revenge on like Americans or yeah. stupid Americans. You yeah. Know, like but that. The, yeah. Not coming to America per se, but they're picking yeah. on the ones that are in Japan just oh, to that, screw around. That's really cool. I bet you there's one. That could be like a good, like philo- philosophical, like um, topic talking about respecting culture, mm-hmm. you know, like and the importance of it. Um, I think that actually is pretty solid. No, I think that'd be pretty, uh, I think it'd be really solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like picture what happened with uh, Logan Paul right. in the forest a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Bet you there's a yokai for that. Oh, absolutely. I bet you 100%. Yeah. And that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Where a, a Logan Paul lookalike is in the forest and then he's the one swinging tree to tree, if you know what I mean, Oof. at the end. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so I don't know. And then the, at the very end, the very last yokai that gets all the survivors is the Amabusa. Yeah. During the, Mog- the Mongol invasions, they were considered to be the spirits of those who died in water, and their name was Ateji for Mongolian Koguryu. Well, wow. sorry, throwing out all these weird names. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything. Let's see. In the Kitawa district, Ehime Prefecture, the sea would become white at night, and a shirami, also called the shirami urine, would come swimming, and fishers would call these idiots. However, it is said that if they hear idiot, they'd get angry and cling onto the skull and give them a bad time. So yeah, some sometimes they're just petty. <laughs> like you call me dumb, I'm gonna hold on to your boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean this one's kind of creepy. So it's the Yumi Bozu from a different. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that mm-hmm. dynasty or whatever that era. But in that era, it's just like a big snake with again the big creepy eyes, but it's more so like a big uh, Loch Ness monster type wow. looking thing. So oh, they got some in classic literature. That's kind of cool. Let's see recent sightings. Hold on. Hmm. In April 1971, off the coast of An- Anagawa, Oshika District, Miyagi Prefecture, a fishing boat, the 28th Kanpira Maru, was traveling to New Zealand to fish for tuna. When the boat's long line was suddenly cut and a large <coughs> creature surfaced from the water, it had many gray-brown wrinkles on its body and eyes that were about 15 centimeters in diameter, a collapsed nose and no mouth to be seen. Half his body was submerged in murky water, so its whole body could not be ascertained, but it was said to leave a trail. It said that if they got ready to poke it with a harpoon, the monster disappeared into the sea. So they're getting ready to shoot it, and right. they're just like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> when an officer of the research lab, uh, I'm not going to try the name again, at branch office in Yaisu heard this account, he supposed it was most likely the fishermen were, were mistaking an organism, such as a fish or a whale, for a monster. In another eyewitness account, the half of its body that appeared from the water surface was about 1.5 meters, 5 feet in length. So by interfering that its whole body was several times that length, they said they'd never heard of an organism like that. Whoa. That's kind of cool. Wow. That, that's in 1971. That's actually not that far away. No, not at all. Well, let's see. Last thing. I'm going to check on origins one more time. Let me make sure here. The origin of the Yumibozu is unclear. There are no stories specifically referencing what caused its creation or its first appearance. One theory about the origin of Yumibozu is that they're the spirits of dead priests who were thrown into the ocean by Japanese villagers. For some reason or another, because of their bodies, have nowhere to be laid to rest their souls inhabit the ocean and haunt it as the shape of a dark shadow. I don't know. 
I'm having trouble tying that to like now they're hunting the ocean. Why wouldn't they hunt that village as a different yokai? You know, mm. I feel like there'd be a good yokai for a dead priest. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So and especially like if you threw him in the ocean for just from your beach, and now he hunts the whole ocean because of that one. I just don't buy it. So sure. I'm, I'm going to put money down that that's not right. Sorry, Japanese people. You know, I don't, I don't think that's quite correct. Mm. You know, I'm just not buying it. Really? I'm no scientist or anything, but I'm having a hard time. I, I, that, <laughs> that umbrella creature? Let's do some more research on that. No, that's scientifically proven they were made up. Scientifically <laughs> proven? Yep. yep. What are you guys doing over there? How do you think they test that? That's what I want to know. Lots of umbrellas. <laughs> Get the umbrella out. <laughs> what, what, do you think th- what do you think their weakness is for the umbrella people? <laughs> I already forgot the name. Sorry. <laughs> Um, a drought. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> it's not going to rain for six months. No. Like, that's why you don't see any in Texas. <laughs> oh, sure enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like from the months of April to September, we're safe because <laughs> it's not going to rain. Man, sometimes I wish I was a pothead just so I could see stuff like this, you know? Yeah. Pot doesn't make you hallucinate like that. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. You're going to need something a little bit stronger, buddy. <laughs> All right. Give me the next one. Lay it on me. All right. So this one's a little pretty quick. Honestly, the the really interesting thing about this is the name. So this is from Christian slash like Catholic mythology. Mm. Um, so this some people actually still believe this, um, which is, you know, fair enough. Uh, are you familiar with the archangels? Yeah. God's archangels. I don't necessarily know what distinguishes an archangel from a regular angel, though. Just like the main angels, the main dudes, you know. Okay. His, like, lieutenants, basically. Okay, cool. So you got Michael, yep. you got Gabriel. Yep, yep, yep. Do you know who, like, the strongest one is called? No. Metatron. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got six wings. I've never read about him, or They're, have I? Legitimately, he... all of them sound like really normal names, right. and there's just one called Metatron, <laughs> Archangel Metatron. Six wings until he transforms yes. into, <laughs> into a truck. <laughs> and I, I had to look this up like 50 times and be like, is that actually his name, Let Archangel me, I'm gonna Metatron? Put, I'm sorry. You said this one was short. You lied to me. This is going to be the longest one. <laughs> He's the archangel. Well, because like you know, you know, like <laughs> the hidden angel. <laughs> I think the Jewish people do believe him as well. Yeah, that's what it says. He's a mm. Judaic angel. Sounds pretty. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think Islam, also Christianity. Yeah, so a bunch of people believe in this dude. But how have I never heard of this thing growing up? I because don't know. <laughs> like I was homeschooled, most... and can you not? <sighs> I, be- I don't believe in praying to idols, but I would pray to Metatron hold if on, I knew. Hold on. I bet you if I took this angel, which is real, by the way, in Jewish culture, if I went to my mother and said, Mom, I'm praying and I'm believing that Metatron's going to come. You know how hard she would have spanked me? <laughs> she would have spanked me for an actually accurate angel here in Judaic. <laughs> it sounds so blasphemic, but it's not. It's no, legitimate. it's a real angel. One of the most powerful archangels acting as a celestial scribe to the Book of Life. <laughs> He keeps the freaking book of life. So he's the one that who's in charge of whose name gets in it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> how much do you think it costs? How did to pay everyone him? skip that? <laughs> like, how much do you think it would cost to pay him off and get your name on there? <laughs> Metatron. Yeah. Oh, Metatron <laughs> bends the knee to no one. <laughs> I bend my knee to no one's wallet. <laughs> he looks freaking awesome. <laughs> 
Well, not the picture I'm looking at. <laughs> oh, you get the, like, the weird ones. I'm looking at the one with the like, six wings. I'm looking at one. There's this guy. He's wearing a weird hat that looks like a boat. Or actually one you'd find at Steak and Shake. Right? And then he's got like two wings. And he's holding a blue... Is that a drink? <laughs> like, what's he doing? What are you doing, Metatron? Let's see. Yeah, I can't. These are these are harder to, to pronounce names than the Japanese ones. <laughs> wow. All right, Metatron <laughs> is an angel in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, mentioned three times in the Talmud, in a few brief passages in the Agada and in mystical Kabbalistic texts with rabbinic literature. <laughs> rabbinic. The, the figure forms one of the traces of the presence of the dualist proclivities in the otherwise monotheistic visions of both the Tanic and later Christian doctrine. In the Jewish Kabbalic tradition, he is sometimes portrayed as serving at, as the celestial scribe. The name Metatron is not mentioned in the Torah or the Bible, probably mm. for obvious reasons. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> and how the name originated is a matter of debate. <laughs> Just the absolute coolest part of him. It's yeah, just like, like <laughs> what man made? <laughs> no, Metatron is real. <laughs> Do you think God would hold it against us if I added Metatron to my prayers? <laughs> if I said, "Lord, if you send Metatron to protect me as I sleep tonight," like is that a blasphemy prayer? Or is that a real prayer? I don't know. That's what's so weird about it. Like everyone's debating why his name is Metatron. <laughs> like, the, okay, the part of him, like that, that part of like. Christian beliefs or Judaism beliefs that falls in the same category as like the first woman. What was her name? Layla or something. Basically, there's just a whole bunch of like stuff that's not in the Bible that like somehow managed to become like common knowledge, at mm. least to some people. Uh, which is, you know, it. Take it or leave it. You know, whether you believe it or not. I don't know how they come to some conclusions for this, but like, so it's one of those things where it's like it actually could be real, but probably not. But it could be real. But like again, why have I? I've like my mom was Catholic, you know, and I went to a Catholic school for like a little bit. How have I never ever heard of this one? Like never. You always hear about Gabriel, yeah, and Michael, and yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Lord (laughs) Medicine, keep off the scribe. I wonder what his lackey would be titled. Like, what's a good star scream? (laughs) Well, that says star in it, probably. Yeah, star of Dan scream. No, Don. Uh, Don. No, what? What's a? What do they title Satan? Like. Dawn Star, something like that. Dawn Scream. <laughs> I don't know, because like in the in the Bible, when he says like Lucifer, you Morning Star, something like that. I, forget. I think Morning Star. That must be it. But yeah. like, yeah, I do, that's just like I'm trying to think of a good name for his lackey. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not evil. He's one of the good guys. It's weird. And Metatron's meta as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's very self aware of, of of his name. Which well, I was reading about this stuff, like ageology or whatever it's called, the other day, and like I I almost fell on my seat. I was just. Why is it it's so different yeah. than everything else ever in the Bible or yeah. like the mythology or there's, whatever? There's Adam, there's Eve, and then like you know, Moses, Lucifer, Metatron. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I'm imagining all the archangels who are like, you know, we all know you're awesome, you don't have to like, yeah. <laughs> did you give who, yourself that name? <laughs> who invited Metatron to the meeting? <laughs> 
like in the book of Job, like I picture in Job whenever the devil's arguing with God, like mm-hmm. Metatron's there, but he just like he chose to have his name expunged from the records. <laughs> it reminds me of that. It reminds me of that uh, that robot chicken of like these Transformers who make it to Earth, and they're yeah. like, "What should we call ourselves?" Um, I'll be Jazz because I like music. I'll be Bumblebee because I look like a bumblebee. And mm-hmm. Optimus Prime's like, "I will be Optimus Prime." And they're like, "Huh? <laughs> 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 All right, dude." <laughs> I got to try to find, I got to figure out what he does. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so they think his name came from like, okay, people are speculating. Nobody mm-hmm. nobody knows. All right. Numerous etymologies have proposed to account for the name Metatron, but there is no consensus and his precise origin is unknown. Some scholars such as Philip Alexander believe that if the name Metatron originated in Heklahat Merkabah texts, such as the third Enoch, so mm. some of the non-canon books of the Bible, then it may have been a magic <laughs> word like Adiron or Dapderprion. So magic word. <laughs> Still keeping the Iran part. Like, yeah. yeah. Presumably... <laughs> This is so weird. Like, no, yeah. no other Bible name has this. Nope. nope. <laughs> Do you think someone was reading Enoch and they were really on board? And, it's like, and then Metatron appeared. He's like, mm, mm. I'm going to say no. Strike not, that from the record. Yeah, this one's not canon. <laughs> so, yeah, along the same lines, I us remember. So her name's Lilith. Uh, Lilith yes. is, yeah, do you know who Lilith Adam's is? Adam's first wife, apparently. First wife, yes. who is compl- or stricken from the records, right. assumably. Yeah, so it's along the same lines as like that. Like one yeah. of those, like maybe, maybe not. I just, I'm gonna be very disappointed if this. I don't care if any, all that other, you know, extra stuff isn't canon or is real or whatever, you know. But like, I just want Metatron. I just to be want real. Metatron <laughs> to be real. Oh, that's the only part of Enoch I consider canon. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what he does. I don't see anything on what he actually. Well, there's a ton of stuff. I just don't have time to read it. Sure. Uh, there talks about him in paradise, right? Seeing Metatron sitting down. An action that is not done in the presence of God. Okay. He looks to Metatron as a deity and says, heretically, perhaps there are, God forbid, two powers in heaven. Ooh. Okay, so this guy looked at Metatron and was like, oh, man, like there's I God. Made. And then next door, one house over, Metatron. That's the thing. It's not that just he has a really cool name. He's also one of the most powerful beings in all of heaven. <laughs> the rabbis explain that Metatron had permission to sit because of his function as a heavenly scribe. So he has to sit down and write this stuff out. His so back, he's like, he, he gets to sit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> the Talmud states that it was proved to Elisha that Metatron could not be a second deity <laughs> by the fact that Metatron received 60 strokes with fiery rods to demonstrate that Metatron was not a god but an angel and could be punished. So Elijah was like, oh, my gosh. He had ha- to prove yeah. that he wasn't that awesome. Because, yeah, he's like, I'm, I look cool, but <laughs> I'm actually very mortal. <laughs> I can't believe the words, the names Elijah and Metatron in the same sentence. Yeah. Like, it's normal. Oh, it's yeah. Totally normal. Let's see. In Sanhedrin 38b, one of the Menonim tells Rabbi Edith, that Metatron should be worshipped because he has a name like his master. Rabbi Edith uses the name passage Exodus twenty three twenty one to show that Metatron was an angel and not a deity, and thus should not be worshipped. Furthermore, as an angel, Metatron has no power to pardon transgressions, nor was he able to be, nor was he to be received even as a messenger of forgiveness. Wow! So, so 
What it sounds like, and I'm I'm reading a tiny paragraph, so sure. I, I apologize, Metatron, for disrespecting <laughs> you and your lore. Okay, <laughs> but it looks like just based on how he looks, anytime he showed up in the Bible, mm. people were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it, this is God. Like I'm looking at God. And he had to remind them. Every yeah, he had to show them that like what, I'm ju- I am just an what angel. What a guys. freaking boss! Yeah. You have to remind everyone. <laughs> yeah, that you're not God. That's how cool you look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like you think about when Gabriel showed up to people, and I was like, "Oh my, my Lord!" He's like, "Oh." Don't right. bow, don't bow to me, okay? Yeah. Like I, I'm not God, like. But Metatron, he, he's like, don't bow to me. I'm not God. And it's like we don't believe you. He's like, watch this. He's getting whipped. <laughs> he had to prove, <laughs> like, like Gabriel was able to say, I'm not God, and everyone was like, okay, oh, yeah, that makes yeah sense. that's fine. But Metatron, they're like, I don't believe you, Metatron. <laughs> I worship you. <laughs> Let's see. The the Talmud hypothesizes as to how God spends his day. It is suggested that in the fourth quarter of the day, God sits and instructs the school children, while in the preceding three quarters, Metatron may take God's place, or God may do this among other tasks. Yevamot 16b records and utterance. I have been young, also I've been old, found in Psalms 37.25. The Talmud here attributes this utterance to be the chief angel and prince of the world, whom the rabbinic tribute tradition identifies as metatron so a lot of people have just been handing out right metatron stuff <laughs> like yeah metatron <laughs> definitely said that <laughs> uh yeah he's my uncle he totally is like that <laughs> i have an uncle who's just like this <laughs> it's so annoying <laughs> oh my gosh yeah okay i'm not gonna lie to you chefs this was a really good rabbit hole to go down and i feel like we could revisit it at some point uh, i was thinking the same thing yeah this is awesome stuff. Th- this is really good actually we could probably come back to metatron <laughs> dude, there's a lot here who, dude. who'd have thunk it that like judaistic uh mythology slaps <laughs> yeah like... like okay like even islam acknowledges him that's right. how that's how great he all is all three religions <laughs> yeah. all of them know they have a common even though his name is nowhere in the canon <laughs> <laughs> It's like that one character you want to make it in like the movie to make sure he's canon or whatnot, you know, like that never does, but it's a fan favorite. Do you think there were scholars who were like, no, we have to include Metatron, and then like they had to take a vote? <laughs> I think he was too powerful that they were just scared to put him in any text. Yeah, like if we even talk about him, we're going to die. <laughs> if we if we mess up a sentence, it's blasphemy and we will be stricken down. <laughs> Our um, names will be stricken from probably, the Probably. Who knows what went on? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, that was a good rabbit hole we jumped down. We only covered like five deities, <laughs> and we didn't do Metatron any justice. <laughs> he deserves a whole episode. Yeah, but he can't. He can't take repentance requests. So no. you know, I can't say sorry because I, I, he he's legally not allowed to hear it, <laughs> or he will whip himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, guys, I think that's a good wrap up point for us. Uh, thank you, Shep, for this wonderful topic that we yeah. can probably revisit at some point. I would love to. Yeah, and then we there, pro- so many different like mythologies and weird stuff, and just we could come back to Metatron, probably do a whole episode on them. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so, all right, we'll see y'all next time, guys. Thanks for stopping by. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Mm-hmm.